Welcome to the Story Paths podcast, where we explore links between story and culture. I'm Theodore Lowry, your host. I'm excited to announce that, as of March 2023, I've released my first on-demand creativity course. It's on Skillshare, nestled within a library of great creative courses, and if you're not already on there, I've got a link in the show notes where you can get a free month. My course is called Creative Writing, Brainstorming Story Ideas. In it, I guide you through finding ideas within your memories, working with them as symbols, and learning to deftly combine and recombine them into meaningful stories. There's a trailer for the course there in the show notes, along with the free link. Hope to see you in there. And so, we begin. My relationship with the internet has changed over the years. My father was an electrical engineer, and our family was an early adopter of automated typewriters, or an automated typewriter, which you didn't need to press with your fingers in order to make the mark on the paper. It was assisted. And then we got an early Macintosh before they called them Apple and well before smartphones were invented. Had an Atari. We did some goofy-sounding MIDI stuff on there with a keyboard. Had an old Mac, actually, uh, black and white. Did writing on there and some simple video games. Later on got some other Macs in school and had a Mac laptop. Then there was Gap. I didn't have computers or anything for quite a while. I just went, you know, once a week when I was staying in Temple in Bangalore, I'm remembering. Once a week I'd go over to an internet cafe, which was five minutes away by walk, and I'd use that. And I'd correspond with family and do whatever I needed to do, and then the rest of the week I wouldn't be online. And for a long time it was like that with internet cafes, you know. Sometimes I'd go every day to an internet cafe if I was had something I was interested in. Um, but mostly it was more infrequent and sometimes, you know, weeks would go past without using it. And part of me misses that. Part of me misses not being in that high static, high controversy, vata, you know, airy cerebral, mental plane of existence that we seem to be spending a lot of time on. It feels sometimes, being online, feels a little bit like having my finger stuck in an electric socket. Just, you know, bad news from all over the world, more than I can possibly begin to address. Uh, all kinds of controversial opinions and people crashing together and angry debates abound. And yeah, there's, you know, people kind of stacking up evidence for for various worldviews and ridiculing other worldviews is pretty, pretty common. A little hard to get away from sometimes. So I'm feeling like, and then the social media thing and, you know, somebody sends you a message, you got to reply quickly because they know you got it. So it's impolite if you don't reply. 
And if you have like an art account, keeping up, you know, got to post things regularly. I got to consider the algor- al- algorithm. Like being on a treadmill <laughs> can feel like that. And of course, there's wonderful things about the internet, connects people to each other and all of that. But right now I'm feeling like, woof, I could use a little less of that in my life. I think it would be healthy to have a little less of that, that kind of energy. So I'm just sharing this with you all because uh, it's something you probably consider as well, your relationship with the internet, relationship with social media, relationship with, you know, electricity in general. <laughs> it's powering all of it. You know, connectivity, all of that stuff. So I'm just sharing, you know, kind of the choices I'm making and the direction I'm going and experiments I'm trying. And hopefully you find them helpful. So... One thing I started doing was screen-free Sundays. So once a week, I'd just take a whole day off the screen. And sometimes if I had to keep something, you know, kind of going, just to check in if somebody would meet me at a certain time or something like that, then okay, I'd turn on the screen and then connect with that person and then I'd be done. Um, And other days I just wouldn't use it at all, which is preferable. And, you know, that, that really helps uh, that really helped me just to carve out some space that's like not online. And then, you know, a lot of people say when they, if they're using the phone less or being online less, they feel like, oh, I've, I've got this time back. Like I've got attention back. I've got, I can do other things with my attention. You know, that attention that I'd invested into the screen, um, I can do other things with it. Like I can read and I can just sit and be in the sunshine and I don't need to be engaged. Some energy of the internet kind of tries to keep us engaged all the time, so we might use it more than we really, more than really we want to, or healthy. It's kind of, you know, preys on our addictive part. That's part of it. So yeah, just defining, like a Sabbath, an internet Sabbath, or an internet ecodicy, fasting from the internet and screens in general for a day a week, and on maybe in other special days like fasting days, like a codicy, uh, which is, for those of you who don't know, it's a fortnightly fasting day that a lot of people following yoga paths uh, follow, where they do a full fast or a fast without grains and beans on that day. So another good day to step away from the internet and just reclaim and re-enter other parts of life. So that's something I've been doing. And then, you know, sometimes with just different things going on, the place I'm staying, and uh, I sometimes just don't really use the internet much for days at a time. And I don't feel the need to really set regulations for myself because I'm quite involved in other things that are very interesting. And other times when life's not so interesting, then, you know, tend towards the internet. And there's kind of a threshold, you know, with a YouTube video or something that, I say, you know, this doesn't actually interest me. This isn't more worth my time than doing something else. And so it's that threshold of kind of like, you know, I'm engaging with the internet and doing what's meaningful for me and then crossing it into, oh, I'm doing something that's not meaningful to me. Uh, It's compulsive. Because there is that, that propensity, that technology kind of has that nature not a neutral technology, it's a kind of compulsive technology. Fast, a lot of connections, things going on. 
confusing, controversial. Well, not intrinsically controversial, but it has its own nature. Computers, electricity, the internet, they have their own vibration, which is going to affect us, whatever we're using them for. And they have their own effect on the earth in the creation of all these tools and what happens to them when we're done. This is all part of the experience of using the internet and using computers is um, the overall relationship those technologies have with the world we live in and with our bodies. It's part of it. So that's something to think about, you know. What's it like to draw on hand versus draw on a screen, to write by hand versus write on a screen? Not to say, you know, abandon the screen, just to notice what, what effects do they have on me? How does my thinking, does my thinking speed up? Do I get more restless? Do I, you know, feel more spacious? How do I want to feel? And then I can actually choose how I spend my time. It'll change my state of mind according to what I'm taking in and what I'm doing. And that'll, you know, I've found stepping back from the internet, I have more more clear space, more empty space, more room to breathe, you know. It's a bit like with a painting, where the painting's very congested and there's stuff everywhere, and then like a nice Chinese ink painting or drawing, there's a lot of space. There's a lot of room for your your mind to rest, a lot of white space, a lot of places that you can fill in with your imagination. So it's a different kind of thinking, stepping back from the internet. And you're blessed to be in some natural spaces. We call them natural. It's like the world besides humans, you know? Trees and animals. So yeah, that's been really good. And the next place that my wife and I are moving... Uh, I won't have internet in the actual place we're staying. You know, not on the phone, not anyway. So I have to walk about five minutes to reach the internet, and then I can do work online, and I can upload things and download things, and the rest of the time I just won't be online. That's that's my plan. And I feel like that's a good boundary. I feel like, you know, if the internet is a person, then in some ways that person has overextended themselves into me, and I've allowed that. So now I'm like, okay, you know, I like having the internet around, uh, but I'm going to set some boundaries here in in what parts of my life the internet is allowed into uh, and give more room for person-to-person contact, you know, conversations uh, that l- allow that to fill the space that screen time is leaving. And I'd like to add as well, I have a SIM card in my phone but I'm thinking to take that out of the phone uh, so that I cannot access internet on the go I just access it in Wi-Fi so it'll just be connected sometimes and I can download podcasts and I can upload episodes like this and then again take a break from the internet one thing I've done in the meantime before doing that if I do take that step Uh, because some things I'm trying, I'm not trying to be too much into vows here. I'm just trying different behaviors out. Try not to be like, commit to this, and then I'll be disappointed with myself if I don't keep the vow. And Try not to approach it that way. Um, But yeah, I may take the SIM card out of my phone. And in the meantime, in the place that I'm staying with my wife, uh, a farm here, I decided not to get the Wi-Fi code of this property here. 
uh, so that I only have access through cellular data, which is kind of expensive here in Canada. So that really limits my use. I'm just like, okay, I'll try to keep it to the essentials. So I can send WhatsApp messages and things like that, but I just, you know, I won't watch any videos. I'm not checking Instagram, anything along those lines because uh, it uses too much data. So that's a way of limiting me as well. So I'm finding these kind of self-imposed limits, different kinds, are very helpful for me. And uh, yeah, invite you to consider how all this, uh, your own relationship with technology and how it... Uh, how it's developed and how you feel about it, the pros and the cons. And you might consider uh, considering technology and computers and internet and all of this as a person that you have a relationship with. And what kind of characteristics does that person have? How do they come into your life? What do you appreciate about them? What boundaries might you need to set uh, to be healthy yourself? <laughs> uh, yes, I offer you that. And best wishes wherever you are listening to this today. Thanks for listening to Story Paths, where we finger threads weaving story with culture. Before we go, I'd like to remind you of my new course, Creative Writing, Brainstorming Story Ideas, that is now available on Skillshare. If you're looking for a playful, creative space, this may just be for you. You can find the trailer and a link for a free month of Skillshare in the show notes. And as we part, I send my best wishes for you and yours. In the words of the Irish poet John O'Donoghue, may you realize that the shape of your soul is unique, that you have a special destiny here, and behind the facade of your life, there is something beautiful and eternal happening. And so we close.